Welcome to It's About Time Conversations with Charlize and Yolanda, where we bring our experiences and our expertise to the table to address the relevant topics that impact our lives and our communities. This is the place to be authentic, be transparent, and be inspired. And so we welcome you all to our table. And I'm Charlize Lewis. And I am Yolanda Mason. Thank you all so much for joining us today. So today our topic is a really exciting one, I think. Um, we are talking about the relationship idol. So as we likely can all agree, being in a relationship can be an absolutely amazing thing. The need to love and to be loved is a feeling with whom most people can definitely relate. Um, the desire to be in a relationship with another person, to be deeply connected to another person, to have a person who kind of belongs to you and to whom you belong, the whole idyllic concept of meeting the one and falling in love and getting married and living, living uh, happily ever after definitely resonates with so many people. But as social media interaction has grown over the past 10 to 15 years, relationships have become more than just a hope or a dream. Um, seeing couples post hashtag relationship goals or pretty pictures of themselves and their partners going on date nights. And then, of course, we can't forget the coveted Man Crush Monday and Woman Crush Wednesday uh, that we see on Facebook and other social media platforms. It seems that these days everyone is either in a relationship or they desperately want to be in a relationship. And as a result, we have seen relationships become almost an idol in the lives of single people everywhere. So as you can hear, this is one of those really deep subjects and we've got two amazing guests here with us to help us unpack it. So we have with us today, the Reverend Dr. Mike Robinson, who is pastor of the Total Grace Church in Lexington, Kentucky. He is an amazing preacher, a teacher, and a scholar. He has written a compelling book titled Black Conscious Christianity, and he is a husband and a father. Along with him, we also have Lady Erin Robinson, who serves as the executive pastor and first lady of the Total Grace Church in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, lady Erin is a preacher, a scholar, and an awesome mother and wife to Pastor Mike. Together, the Robinsons co-own a very successful vegan restaurant in Lexington called Not Your Ordinary Vegan. We are so happy to have you both on the show, Pastor Mike and Lady Erin. Thank y'all so much for letting us uh, join you tonight. Absolutely. We're really excited about having you here. So I think I just want to kind of dive into this conversation about the relationship idol. So I'll start with you, Pastor Mike. I know that you are really vocal on social media and you're a serious advocate for healthy relationships and marriages. Um, when it comes to social media, it is often said that relationships and marriages can often be ruined by social media. Talk to me about how you see the impact of social media when it comes to interactions between partners and spouses. Um, I would say, yeah, there's a lot of, there's definitely a lot of challenges there. Uh, it opens you up to the infamous DMs, right? Right. <laughs> and a lot of problems <laughs> happen that way. But for the most part, again, the idea of this being envious, right? You're seeing people post 
again, the, the best of themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. In the work that we that, that we do, you know, we're often sitting down with couples and, you know, offering guidance to couples. I mean, we really could be keeping somebody out of divorce court. And later mm-hmm. on that day, they're posting a picture about how wonderfully in love they are. Right? Wow. So imagine people looking at that, being jealous of what they have. Little do they know that what they have is crumbling underneath them, right? Wow. So, yeah, so I think social media is a is a huge problem just because it becomes a reality for people when social mm. media is not a reality. Yep. It is not at all. Right. It, is, it is not reality. But when people treat it that way, you know, it causes that that envy and that, that jealousy in a lot of instances cause issues. Well, well, why don't you ever do that for me? Yo? I don't ever see you mm-hmm. say that kind of stuff about me. Like it just causes so many problems. If, if mm-hmm. I think people are not mature enough to kind of handle it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, Lady Robinson, um, why do you think that people tend to idolize the relationships that they see on Facebook and other social media platforms? Well, I mean, one of the things that he said that I really agree with is just how social media has taken on its own identity. Just, Mm -hmm. I would say in the last five to seven years of where uh, perception is now reality. Well, now social media is reality. Yes. So, so many times when you look on these and you see these different couples, you see these different relationships. uh, Now what is perceived is now reality. So it's, it's then envious because you think that that's what you want. When in actuality, what is being posted is what makes that individual, for the most part, feel good about. Because if you think about it, like how many selfies do you have to take before you post the next one? <laughs> right? How many selfies True. did it take for you to put on there? And I'm guilty of it too. Oh no, my, my hair was this, this and that. And so mm-hmm. it becomes an augmented. Uh, wow. That's deep. Uh, it, it becomes an augmented perception of what the truth really is. Yes. Not only to people, but to yourself. Ooh, so why true. why can't you just post a regular picture with you not looking good? Because mm. the presentation is flawless, right? Right. Wow. The reality is not, right? Right. It could have been 10 snaps before you got to the one you thought was flawless, right? Exactly. Yes. And, so, and then, so then therefore, when people are, the, and see, um, he's a social media influencer. Yes. I'm, I am a listener. And so I study mm-hmm. people and I listen on social media. And so I may mm-hmm. not post a lot, but I'm listening a lot. And that's, that's a lot of what I see is that people just want to present what they feel is perfect. Mm-hmm. And so therefore it, it, it draws the enviousness out of people thinking that that is their true reality when it's not, it's just uh, however many pictures, posts, however many times you backspace to get the right word so, mm. that, so that you present the truth that you want to feel yourself. Wow. So this is exciting because when I thought about this conversation and how it would come out, I knew that you all were the perfect people to talk about it because of that balance that you have. There's no doubt that Pastor Mike is an influencer on social media. So many people follow him and pay attention to him. But I like how you both talked about how social media has become a reality. Like that's really powerful because it doesn't just affect how other people see you, but Lady Erin, you said it even affects how we see ourselves. So that's like kind of a powerful thing to kind of unpack and think about as we as we go forward in the conversation. Like I think that's dope. Um, yeah. So so Pastor Mike, um, I kind of want to talk about this idea of hashtag couple goals. 
So, you know, every now and then, and again, because you're an influencer on social media, you know all of this language and lingo. But for folks who are listening, just in case they don't know, um, if you see like an amazing couple on Facebook, if you see them perhaps going to date night, or you perhaps see them uh, in the house on the couch, you know, looking cozy, looking cute in a beautiful setting, uh, you might put and I have done this, hashtag couple goals. Like, and what I mean when I say that, just to kind of give some clarity, to me, it's a compliment. I mean, like, as a single woman, I think they're amazing. Um, I always say this, my parents have been married for 43 years. So I grew up loving the dynamic of marriage. Um, and so when I see people that look great together or two people like you and Lady E who do ministry together, I'm like, that is bomb. I would love to have that. You know, that's dope. That's couple goals to me, right? Um, but do you think, Pastor Mike, that that could ever be harmful? So like on one hand, it seems okay for people to admire what they see as happy and healthy relationships, right? But what could be the potential pitfalls in that? Yeah. Uh, well, I think first and foremost, the, the biggest pitfall is, is because there's no depth, right? There's no depth to it. So your, your interpretation of what's happy and healthy is based on smiles and a picture, mm -hmm. right? I, it, yes. It, it means it's, it's irrelevant. Like, so there's some people that I follow who I know personally, mm -hmm. right? And I may see them post something. I may see them, like the examples, them on vacation or them doing ministry together. And I'm really like, man, that's, that's dope. Like I know mm -hmm. them, I know the depth to their relationship. But other than that, if I just see people posting a nice picture, and I'm admiring that. I don't, I don't even know what I'm admiring. And, and that's, that's, I think that's so dangerous. And what makes it even more dangerous is that people are manipulative. People, mm. people, people know their relationship is trash. That's good. <laughs> and instead of dealing with it, they just create <clears throat> an alternate reality. Like I don't even have to talk to my spouse, right? We don't have to be getting along at all, but I can have this entirely Whoa. different reality on social media that has people. Whoa. I'll, I'll end like this. I mean, I can put on a, a marriage seminar and then my wife mm. be serving me with divorce papers. Mm. Right? Mm. That's what social media has done to us, right? There's, there's yeah. no depth. There's no authenticity to it. It's mm -hmm. all facade in, in many cases. Wow. And I think what's powerful, and Charlize, you probably agree, what's powerful that Pastor Mike talked about was this idea that we could have a dual reality because of social media. And again, they're going way deeper. Shout out to y'all, because y'all going way deeper than I actually thought about it. But that's why you're here. Um, because Charlize, don't you think that's powerful, this idea of this dual reality where I can be living in pure hell behind the scenes, but on Facebook, I can show you something that will make you think I really have it going on or that my relationship um, is one that you should admire or, or possibly even envy. And that could not be the case at all. And I, I think about that even as you see people <clears throat> and they're posting the things they have. You have no mm -hmm. idea if they are in debt. <laughs> right. You have no idea if they have good credit. Matter of fact, you have no idea if it's actually their stuff. And so mm -hmm. when you're talking about presenting a relationship, a marriage specifically, all of those things could still be true in a marriage. They could look happy, but can't buy anything because they don't have any money. They don't have any credit. True. Let's be honest. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, the truth. And they might not mm -hmm. even have that much food in the refrigerator. We have to be honest about because we look at what somebody else has and we also don't consider 
what did it take for them to get what they have? If in fact they yeah. do have that, mm-hmm. you know, we see we see the glory, mm-hmm. but we don't see the story, and that's mm-hmm. so very true. Even in marriages, you see the smile, but you don't know that it took years of counseling to even get to that smile. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't even know if it took years of fighting with in laws <laughs> to mm-hmm. get to that smile. Because we're talking about marriage now. We're not just talking about the two people, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're talking about everybody and everything that's involved in that. And we haven't even gotten to the to the place of talking about how children factor into that. But one of the things I want to kind of switch to with you uh-huh. all is when you're in ministry, how do you balance or prioritize? You know, how important is your personal relationship with God in relationship to your spouse? I mean, how do you manage those things? Because let's be honest. Your relationship with God is also different from your relationship with the church. So there's a whole lot of moving parts to this. So talk to us a little bit about that. Um, well, I, I'll, let's, let's just like, I think one of the other reasons um, is that uh, we're not afraid to, we're afraid to not show or post the, the losses for lack of a better word. We mm. always want to post the wins. Uh, mm. And so what, have I, what I've seen through the pandemic, just even with myself, is just getting <clears> into <throat> a routine, routine where I was like, I'm not even really studying like I'm supposed to, supposed wow. to right? Uh, because the weight of the pandemic, the weight of just trying to survive in ministry and family and children and NTI, um, I had to grab, get back to the private devo- devotional time, the, the mm. things that praise and worship, the prayer time, because without that consistency in a personal relationship, I'm going to bite his head off. And then the kids is right next. And then, you know, it's, it's over. So, I mean, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's done because, Mm -hmm. and it's crazy. Once I got into a routine, it, you know, but I mean, life happens. And so I think the most important thing is the, the early, whenever you get up, just having that time with the Lord, and then everything else always just falls into place. I don't even know how to explain it. That's good. That's big. That's mm-hmm. big. Pastor Mike, what do you think about? And and let me let me give some context to our listeners, right? Because people are going to be listening to this and it's going to be posted all over social media. So I want to be clear. We're talking to Mike and Aaron Robinson, Pastor Mike, Lady Aaron Robinson. We're talking about two people who have three beautiful girls who have one of the best restaurants vegan restaurants um in lexington absolutely amazing food by the way and i'm a serious meat eater but i i actually felt compelled to ask pastor mike was he tricking me about if it was meat or plant right because it's just <laughs> that good but they've got the restaurant they've got their their girls who have uh, active schedules um they have the church so then they have his ministry then they have her ministry then they have their ministry together their responsibilities at the church also they do do counseling and coaching I know this for a fact you know with several different people uh, in the church and in the community so Pastor Mike when you're thinking about what uh, Lady Erin said which was about that private devotion can you add some some um add some kind of tips and um, ideas about how you find that balance because I'm going to be transparent with you all y'all make it look very very easy like those of us who are on the outside watching you all and of course we are because of the kind of town we live in you know we're watching all pastors and all wives you know that's just the way we work here it's kind of this fishbowl thing Um, and I it doesn't look like you all ever struggle to balance all that you do 
can you talk about that a little bit um, and be transparent about that for others who are listening and other young couples who are listening? Yeah. Um, shoot. How, how, how are we in this? See, I told you to know. I'm talking about a challenge. Oh. <laughs> how long is that? They discussing it, y'all. They got to figure out. My bad. Can we erase that part now? <laughs> so I'm just saying that. Uh, so we're about, you know, 12 years in. Okay. So it definitely didn't start out that way because just human nature, the different things in your life compete. They compete, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, manage a church and church staff and personalities and be a husband to my wife, a father to my kids to still be in business and trying to earn money and mm -hmm. like all those things can compete, right? So I, I think uh, getting to the place in life where it just flows, right? Where everything flows out of the relationship you have with, with Christ, right? So, um, you know, we were, we were just recently talking about the, you know, the kind of the vine and the branches uh, analogy, mm -hmm. right? being connected, mm -hmm. the vines being connected to the branch. I think that's how everything should be with your relationship with God, right? Your personal devotion with God, everything else flows out of that. So if, if our marriage flows out of that, if our ministry flows out of that, our parenting flows out of, out of that, then it's not competing. It's just an extension of our of our Christian walk, right? All those things mm -hmm. are are just legs or components of that. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not trying to, to be uh intimidated by her being a, a good preacher, a good teacher or being more popular yeah. or trying to, because uh, I, I would say early on, you know, trying to, to to balance being there for my church and being there for my kids, being there for my family, like that was torture. But at this particular point, right, uh, I know where I know where my priorities lie, so I have to be responsible enough to give to each thing the the priority that it is within my life, right. And again, I think that yeah. just all flows from having an authentic relationship with God, that like authenticity is key, right? Our relationship, like uh, what you see is what you get. You see me with yeah. my girls, like that, that, that is how we are, right? We're not putting on mm -hmm. a front for social media, mm -hmm. for society, like that's right. just where we are. And that makes it easier because I don't have to remember who I am for certain people. Oh, mm, that's good. We are who we are for everybody. Some may like it, some yeah. may not. Right, we okay with that? Yes. And I would say probably one of the biggest catalysts was in 2017. I made a what I thought at the time was a difficult decision to walk away from corporate uh, job. I left a job that I had of 17 years, uh, oh, working very fulfilled, doing well. I was a web administrator for Midway University. Now had been there 13 years. I walked away from what I thought was my career but I followed the path that God had me to move into ministry. And I think that that right there was the key decision that helped balance things out uh, because it took away from trying to do full-time ministry and full-time work. But when I found out that full-time ministry, I wasn't doing it before. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now I was just working, you know what I'm saying? But being in the midst of, and that opened up doors to allow me to be a better mother, better wife, and just, and it also has allowed us to open up in entrepreneurship and everything else because mm -hmm. I'm not tied down to a nine to five, even though I work more. Yeah, you probably work harder. And uh, Lady E, I have to ask you this question now because you, you all, again, y'all are just perfect for this subject because the thing that I would love to ask you, I've watched your evolution 
uh, as a woman, and I've admired it um, since I've known you for a lot of years. Um, it, I don't know, you're probably one of the most quiet people that I know. You're not someone that wastes words, right? And But I've always admired the way that you moved up. I, I, I remember when the decision came to leave, and then I remember hearing about you deciding to go to graduate school. And so as a, as a woman who is following that same kind of educational path and also a minister, I'm a minister and so are you, um, I was... I'm really impressed with the way that you move, but I want to know how important was Pastor Mike's support um, when you were making those moves? And I say that because I just always remember everything you've ever done. He doesn't, Pastor Mike, you don't go out of your way to post your family on Facebook every single second. I feel like, I feel a protective thing from you when it comes to your girls and your family, your relationship on social media. I feel like you're the type of person that focuses on what you're focusing on, which is making sure people know about the church, making sure that people, you know, know that they can come, you know, all of those things that are part of your repertoire. You put those on social media, but I've seen you be more protective of your family unless necessary. But I always noticed that when Lady E made a decision to like go back to school, you were pumping her harder than anybody. When she started preaching publicly, you were pumping her harder than anybody. So Lady E, how important was that for you to have Pastor Mike kind of by your side, not, not squelching you, but really, really pushing you uh, to those heights? Well, if I'm honest, he got on my nerves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because he, he not, he, he's pushing me. If, in a good way, right? Um, yeah. If he had, if he if he had it his way, it wouldn't have been 2017. It'd been 2013. Uh -huh. And so, what I respect about what he allowed me to do is he allowed me to walk out with God. And I think that that's wow. really, I think that's what she was talking about is just your relationship uh, with your husband and, and with God. Like he did not. He said, he said, no, you're going, he didn't say you're going to quit your job and come work for the church. He allowed the Lord to move and, and uh, allowed me to walk that out with him first. Uh, so I'm, I'm very appreciative. You know, sometimes I'm like, look, fall back. You know, I just, I'm, I like being in the background. That's where I flow and operate. Right. Uh, but, and, you know, he, he puts me out there more than I like. I know that though i think that's powerful and i like that you said and charlise you could probably agree i like i heard lady e say that even though pastor mike may have seen this greatness in his wife you know he didn't push her but he allowed her she said he allowed me to flow with god and i really like that well it that's also big. it also established your purpose you know right. your purpose for one season is one thing but your purpose for a new season is something else so you had to sure. really um get in a quiet place i'm sure and work that out with god what does this next season look like mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> so I, I, yeah what does it look like yeah because uh at at my former i was aaron robinson i wasn't somebody's first lady somebody's wife somebody's mom i had my i had built my own career and identity right and so basically he's like, oh, so you want me to switch that off and then move into something else and turn into another? I was like, no, ain't nobody doing that. I don't work 13, why? You know, but you know, there comes a time when the pulling of the Holy Spirit will not allow you to do anything else. And so I went into a period of, and it's crazy because I think that's about the time when um, I went vegetarian and then into vegan is when I went into a time of prayer and fasting about that decision to go into full-time ministry. So it's crazy how when one obedient thing evolves into something that now is a growing business. So 
That's powerful. Yeah. Um, so, so we've kind of talked about, you know, kind of our takeaways from the conversation at this point. We've talked about how important it is to understand that what we see on social media, uh, especially regarding personal relationships, is not all there is to a relationship, right? So it may be a component, you know, like Pastor Mike said earlier, that one snapshot uh, uh, is all that it is, a few seconds. So there's more to relationships than what we see on social media. And we've talked about the fact that social media is truly like a kind of highlight reel where we show off our best moments, but we don't necessarily throw out those challenging moments. Uh, so let's do a reality check. I thought this was a great time to kind of do a reality check again, because we invited you all here because of your transparency, because of your honesty, because what we see is what we get from you all. And I know that personally, and I can vouch for that. You're the same at the restaurant as you are at church, as you are on social media. Um, and I admire that. So let's talk about it. Lady Erin, you and Pastor Mike have been married for years. How many years, by the way? It'll be, it's 2002. It'll be 19 in December. 19 years, so almost 20 years. That's oh, dope. Close. Yeah. So um, you guys have been married for years. You have three beautiful girls. You both matriculated and graduated in, in the higher echelons of education graduate school. Pastor Mike has his PhD. And you all did all of this while pastoring a thriving church and being really active in the community. So tell me if there are couples or folks who desire to be couples, more importantly, um, perhaps ministers uh, who, who are listening, what are the realities of love and marriage that people may not understand? And I ask that question because I think marriage is this thing where people have an idea in their head of what it's going to look like. And marriage is very idyllic in your head. And I can, I can say this because again, I am a single woman. And as I've gotten older, I've began to realize that the fairy tale that I dreamed of since I was a little girl, it really doesn't exist, right? Um, so I wanna know if there are people who are listening to this podcast who are thinking about marriage, uh, if there are ministers uh, who are in marriage, if there are other first ladies and pastors listening, what are some of the realities of love and marriage that you all have learned in the last 20 years of being together that folks may not understand? Either one of you can go first. I'm gonna <laughs> pass the ball. <laughs> well, yeah, this, this is kind of what we do. So I, mean, I think one of the biggest things is, is understanding that there are differences between men and women. Right. And so when it comes to expectations of what marriage is, that's the most important thing is painting that very early. Like you possibly could be dating or engaged to somebody who has a completely different expectation or idea of what marriage is. And a lot of times we don't even have that conversation. So all those problems now begin to snowball once you're married. So during the dating process, mm. being very transparent and open about what your expectation of marriage is. What does it look like, right? What are the roles that you grew up with that you understand? So having those conversations early and being to being able to establish uh, an understanding between each other, I think that would be the first thing that I would tell anybody if that's the stage that you're in. Uh, if somebody's already married, again, creating that, that place of open and honest communication where you can, you can share your wants and your needs, right, without feeling offended. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, if I say, you know, if I say it's something that I'm wanting or that I'm needing, she could very well feel as if I'm attacking her. 
Like, so I'm not already giving you everything you need, right? So when, when that type of atmosphere is mm -hmm. there, you, you can't get over things. So again, just the open, the atmosphere of openness and honesty to where I can share what I need, what I want, hear what you need and what you want, and then work to give each other that, right? We're doing a teaching right now on the five love languages, which I think are, are critical, critical, right? Amazing. Yeah, being able to, being able to make sure somebody uh, need for love and intimacy or whatever is being met. And the only way you can do that is by them communicating to you what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So again, no, nothing greater than open and honest communication within a relationship, I think. I like that. And from a practical standpoint, uh, we've been married 19 years, but we dated all through college. So we dated for four years. So within okay. that time, um, I was witnessed him like go through death in his family. Uh, he mm. witnessed health scares in mine. Uh, we went through ups and downs of life. I got to see how he dealt with things. He got to see how I deal with things. And so mm. it knowing somebody before you desire and get in marriage, because frankly, uh, beauty will fade. Love will, you're, you're mm. not going to always be glowing in love. But one thing about marriage is it should be unconditional love. Mm. Uh, and so love mm. will be tested. Um, there, there's different ebbs and flows of life. Uh, once kids come, you know what I'm saying? Once your body changes. Uh, so it's just having a consistency of, you know, what brought, what, what God put together, let no man tears. And that includes the two people are married. That's true. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Charlize, Charlize, I'm going to uh, throw it to you real quick because you and your husband have been married for 20 years as well. Haven't you? Almost. We're at 17. We're almost there. Okay. So did any of what uh, Pastor Mike and Lady Erin say resonate with you in terms of uh, having look, looking back at your marriage? Uh, again, for the people who are listening, uh, who are, you know, I'm going to take advantage of being around all of this great marriage experience. Um, did that resonate with you when they talked about that honesty, that communication, that transparency? Um, because I know that you and your husband as who I've also watched over the over the years, um, believe in that. You believe in the communication piece. Well, I think one of the things that helped us initially was the premarital counseling piece, because I think that's where you truly Ooh. establish, um, are you going to communicate effectively, but are you also going to be transparent? Because if, yeah, be, that's the place. I mean, if you have a person that's taking you through that, and they are hitting every area of your life, including budgeting, because we don't we don't talk about that mm -hmm. budgeting, spending habits, credit, all of those things. And I know I and I know that I've I've mentioned this before, but those are things that are important. Mm -hmm. You know, is somebody mm -hmm. a saver? Is somebody a spender? That's an argument. Right. Is okay. somebody an introvert? Is somebody an extrovert? That's an argument. But it's also about balancing the personalities. But you mentioned the love languages. And I think I posted this on Facebook earlier. You know, you have to really communicate your expectations on that. Because my husband is the type of person, he's acts of service. Mm -hmm. I could buy him 13 gifts. He'll say thank you. But if I cook him a meal, yeah, then he's smiling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, with, with him, and you said something about being offended if, if you're honest and I used to tell him all the time, I just want my husband. I just want my husband. I just want my husband. Goes, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? And so I'm like, okay, but don't get offended if I say that. If I say, I just want my husband because I like closeness. 
I like physical touch. That's mm -hmm. my love language. So if I say that to you, that's just me wanting you near. Mm -hmm. So that's I had to be honest about how do I express that to him? And he had to be honest about, are you going to be offended by it? Or are you just going to come over here and scoot up under me? Right? Right. But some stuff can be really solved and settled very easily in marriage. Yeah, most, it doesn't most have to be. Come on. It doesn't have to be a big old thing where we go to bed angry at night. Mm -hmm. It's just something simple. It's a communication thing. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think you brought up something that's good. Like just those good. Um, who's going to cook? How are we going to discipline our kids? Do we want to be in Kentucky forever? Like just things like that. That's mm -hmm. twice. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I think we need nah, that's a good one. <laughs> when, we're, when we're talking to people, you know, the pre <laughs> I might be like, so how many kids y'all looking to have? And the wife say one and the husband say five. And I'm like, y'all hadn't wow. thought about that yet? You know, or, or where y'all going to live? Or, like people just, they don't think about that. And those yeah, things I will tell, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll tell anybody, don't, yeah. don't get married unless you have premarital counseling because there's some stuff that's going to come out and a good counselor is going to say, okay, now y'all got homework. Yep. exactly yep. y'all gonna have to go through that yep. homework and you're gonna have to work through it and you're gonna have to be honest about it um and like you said one of us wants five kids one of us wants one and then the three in between might still be the non-negotiable <laughs> right wow <laughs> yeah be and let's be honest about it i mean my husband and i we we thought one way but when you start to have other issues in there like with us we have fertility issues mm-hmm so yeah. how do you manage the tough stuff? Because right. that doesn't come up for everybody. And some couples mm. don't make it through issues like that. Right. Yep. Mm. That's you know, good. How do you, yeah. And how do you manage um, health issues? Yeah. yeah. We just you walked through that two years ago. Yeah. So. yeah. And there's, and, and when you think about yeah. it and look at African-American men and African-American women, you see breast cancer on the rise for the women mm -hmm. and prostate cancer on the rise for men. What happens when you come to a crossroads about decisions concerning those types of health issues? Mm, that's good. Yeah. When you're talking about all of these things and we're, we're back to that relationship idol, you don't know what a couple's been through. You just know what you see. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest, you also only know what they let you know. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's good. Because they own their own story. Yeah. They don't have to tell you anything. But you only know what they let yeah. you know. So we need to be very careful of how we envy what we see. Mm -hmm. So I, okay, and we're, we're kind of nearing our close. This, this really has been an amazing conversation. But I literally just got a question um, today. I was telling someone that we were going to be recording the show and telling them about the topic. And they asked me to ask uh, you a question, Pastor Mike, that I would have never thought about. I don't know, Charlize, if you would have thought about this at all, um, but I am very interested in, in your take on this. You know, I was just kind of saying, hey, you know, we're going to interview Pastor Mike and his wife, and uh, we're going to talk about social media and the impact on relationships. And they asked me, do you or they asked me to ask you, do you think that couples should talk about how they present themselves, what they post, mm -hmm. and how they interact on social media? And honestly, it didn't occur to me because I do have single woman brain. I, I don't think about, you know, talking about things like that because everything I do is it's just me, you know? 
no. Um, so I want to know what you all think about that because I found that interesting. Uh, is it important for couples to have that discussion because social media is such a big part of our lives now? And we typically, the, um, I think the statistics said the average adult spends about four to six hours on social media over the course of a day, you know, right. from their off and on interactions. Do couples need to talk about that, Pastor Mike? What do you think as a pastor and as someone who, who gives premarital counseling? Yeah, you're, you're saying like the, the two people talk about like what type of stuff are we going to post? Yes, I mean, as couples, like if it were you and a uh, lady E, should a wife just get on Facebook and start posting? Uh, and I'll tell you where the question came from. That may help you answer it as well. Where the question came from was uh, we had seen a married couple get upset on social media. It was someone with her, my friend and I have a mutual friend and the husband got on Facebook and got in the comments and said, I love you, but take this post down. That's all, that's all he said. And I, and I will admit that it was something very personal. Mm -hmm. um, it was very personal, I think. And I won't say anymore because I don't want to have an identifier of what it was or who. Um, but the, the husband was pretty adamant that she would take that post down. And we did see it come down. Within 10 minutes, that post was gone. So that led her to say, ask Pastor Mike what he thinks. Should couples talk about what they post on social media and should should a wife or a husband say hey babe i'm gonna post something what do you think should that be a conversation or does that matter what do you think yeah i think if, if it matters to them it matters right mm -hmm. like I, I, would, I would never want to post something that i think would be you know offensive to her uh mm -hmm. and even deeper than that it might be it might be something that i think is great you know but she might not appreciate it right Right. So, so I think, yeah, to some extent, to again, have that healthy openness and within mm -hmm. communication that you should definitely be able to share that. And again, within a relationship, you should you should kind of already know some boundaries not to cross, right? Good, that's good. Mm -hmm. As the example that you use, I mean, that's, that's definitely shouldn't be done. Like for me to get angry and then take that to the world, yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that would be a, a definite no-no, right? Right. Because again, you can't take those things back. You can't right. Take those things back once it's out there. So yeah, I think it would be a great practice uh, to set some boundaries and some parameters. Right? That's good. If I if I can speak without getting in trouble. No, because I think I'm about to say the same thing. Well, go ahead. Okay, that way you don't get in trouble. I think I can give a, a real life example since you said transparent. Okay. Um, I'm an I'm very introverted, right? I mean, the right, and he's extroverted slash introvert, right? Yeah. Um, so the, one of the main reasons why you don't see me out there a lot on his page is because I stopped him. I was like, because I live a very private life, even though I'm in the public eye, right? And so there's a lot of times and instances where I was like, dude, if you don't take that, well, I'm just trying to, well, yeah, right? It's your page, but it's my life. It's me. It's my person, my face, right? So we had to come to an, uh, was this what you're going to say? Yeah, we had to come to an understanding that I get it. I appreciate what you're trying to do. Dial it back right? And so, I mean, we came to an agreement, right? You know, he's adding a little bit more out there than I would like, but you know, hey, <laughs> you know, so I, yeah. I think it comes with communication. It all comes back to that, like, and, and not so much take it down, but why? And then I think, mm -hmm. it, and, and, um, cause ultimately his page is his page. My page is my page but mm -hmm. we married. And so our reflection of is one to another. If I'm uncomfortable with something that he said or vice versa, then we've got a problem. 
That's good. I like. I really like the way you all uh, lay that out because I heard both of you saying this doesn't have to be an argument. We can just have a conversation and just and, and the word that you use, Pastor Mike, was boundaries. Um, and I think that's imperative when it comes to social media. So it's dope that you all kind of say we can just talk about this and it doesn't have to become a thing, right? Um, so this was good. I think this was an amazing interview. Um, and now it is time for our round robin. Um, and as we were telling you all, uh, we kind of do a round robin closing questions um, on every interview. And it's kind of cool because we just ask random questions of our guests just to kind of lighten everything up and get, you know, see another side. But we actually did a special edition for you all because I, I thought about just what I know about your marital journey and who you both are. And so we kind of put out some cool questions just to kind of get like a glimpse inside uh, of the way you all think. So I'm going to throw it to Charlize uh, for the round robin. <laughs> don't be nervous <laughs> don't be nervous no it's all good this is all in fun so lady Aaron, what's the most romantic thing that pastor mike has ever done for you well without a spoil alert but i gotta do it he proposed <laughs> to me in new york city on the sally jesse Raphael show that's probably wow. that's the case that is so cool we were on national cool. tv yeah now you know these new people don't know who sally jesse Raphael <laughs> is <laughs> you know that Y'all telling your age now. Love her. <laughs> you know that. Even on the air no more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was on a talk show. That's yeah. that's deep. So you're an introvert. You already said that. How did you? What did you think when he did that? Uh, well, it was. If it was, if y'all convince her to let me post the video, <laughs> then y'all will know. It. Yeah, it's on YouTube, private, unlisted. <laughs> Only body can get theirs if you have. Oh. <laughs> I can't even Not post fair. my own proposal. Oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's been more, but I, you said probably the, yeah. that was that was probably that, that's good. Yeah, that, that's, 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 like major. that's major. Yeah, that's major. That's it. major. So, Pastor Mike, Mike when crazy. did you know that Lady Aaron was the one? First time I saw her. Oh, watch well, out! I don't, I don't believe in uh, the whole love at first sight thing, not at all. Wow. Right, but it's just it's just etched in my memory. Right, the the very first time I saw her. Right, I don't know at that moment. I don't. I don't think I knew like wow this is gonna be my wife but I can remember that right I can remember the very first time I, I saw her uh we were on campus I just see her walking across you know walking across campus dribbling a basketball right she's on the basketball uh -huh. team uh, and so I, I just I really remember that uh so I would say yeah yeah I was in shorts and the t-shirt cut off t-shirt so I mean really? I was looking like well, one, of, one of the ponytails y'all do yeah that, that is so cute. <laughs> Lady Erin, back to you. So uh, for any woman that desires to be married, um, what, what do they need to know before they, before they get married? What, what, what is the advice you would give them? Oh, I got to take it back to scripture and he that findeth the wife findeth the good thing. And I think that the probably the most biggest mistake is women going out and trying to find their husband and not allow the Lord to send them. Uh, and then while you're waiting, prepare yourself uh, because we got married young. And so um, no, while I wouldn't take it back, I probably would have waited a couple more years if I had to redo it to make sure that I was right with my relationship with the Lord. Because mm -hmm. once the two become one, that intimate relationship that you can have with the father is not shared with your husband and it's Ooh, not as good. just to get close to him outside of singleness 
Mm. Oh, that's that good. good question, but I mean, that's that's kind of where. Yes, it's at. it did. Yes, it that's did. Good. Absolutely did. <laughs> <laughs> that was real. That was good yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was good. So, Pastor Mike, so you and Lady Erin, you have three girls. So, which of the girls is most like you, and which of the girls is most like her? <laughs> I think they share uh, some different, oh, that's a very political some different components of us each. Okay. But definitely, my my middle daughter is me. She she's definitely yes. she and is. The, the the younger and the older. I think they share a lot of my qualities, but but they're mostly mostly like my wife. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let me ask you guys this: When you're married and you have so many moving parts in your life, you have to make time for a date night. So what does the ideal date night look like for you all? Pre-pandemic? Well, we can go both because we, we do know both. we've had to adjust. Um, yeah. We we just like a good uh, meal and movies. Mm -hmm. Meal and movies. That's mm -hmm. it. That's it. I, uh, look, that's enough though. I tell you, I'm I'm at the age now where you give me a good meal and a movie, I'm gonna go to sleep. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then in time away from from the kids so meal movies kids and then while at the kids is off limits as far as discussion unless somebody's in trouble right that's okay good. that's good that is good so this is the last question all right and this for both of you all for our audience who will listen to this podcast later on in the week please speak to the people who are not in relationships but they desire to be because we just had Valentine's Day on yesterday and some people struggle with their singleness and that's the reality of it. Um, so what would you, what are your thoughts on that? And, and what would be your parting words for those who desire to be married? Okay. Um, I, I think something big, again, just kind of going to scripture a little bit, not trying to be super deep, not but it's good. just, uh, you know, a, a word in the, the whole creation narrative right mm -hmm. when it talks about suitability mm. suitability right somebody being suitable eve being suitable for adam i think that that's that's a huge word because we use so many factors to determine if we want to be somebody be with somebody if they look good enough if they make enough money like these superficial things mm -hmm. but somebody being suitable for you in my opinion is a core value issue. Like, do we have do we have the same type of core values? I think that what made things work with us, I mean, we both kind of, you know, super saved. We grew up religious homes. We kind of had real strong values, right? So we, we meshed, we were suitable. But when people get together, those aren't the things that they use. Like they're just trying to find somebody to make their heart go pitter-patter, yeah. right? I think uh, Western the Western idea of love gets a lot of people in trouble, mm. right? Marriage don't work because you in love. Marriage right. works because you guys are in agreement. You guys have Ooh. similar values, Ugh. got the same goals, the same dreams, right? You're, you're a partner, right? That, that kind of butterfly stuff, it don't cut. It has to be yeah. deeper than that. So I guess what I would say is to, is to find somebody who is suitable for you, not somebody that if they change X, Y, and Z, they'll be great for me. And I know I can change them, right? That's a terrible uh, foundation to stand on, but make sure you guys are suitable from the, from the jump. That's it. That's good. And then I would say um, th the question was desiring to be married, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, like folks who want to be married. 
yeah, the most effective thing to do is to not uh, covet or envy your own singleness, right? And, and just take a, a take a realistic approach at what you the advantages that you have in being single. <laughs> um, and because once um, once you lose that opportunity, your life is no longer just your life. Your life is now tied to another person that you have joined together to become one. <laughs> and so uh, in singleness, take that time to become the best you you can be so that when you are presented with your spouse, whether male or female, you're offering your best self. And it's in that best self, then then are you are then connected to be suitable to become a power couple for lack of better. Hashtag power couple. Yeah. That's good. And I like you said something. You, you said in agreement. Mm. Because here's the thing. If you're not in agreement, that oneness is hard. Very it's very hard. Mm. And what she said too, being willing to let go of, of your singleness, right? The problem with a lot of people when they get married, they're married, living single, right? That's it. That's it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, to come together if you're not ready for that. So, yeah, that's it. The marriage, marriage is work. It's work. If you're not prepared to put in the work, you're not prepared to be married, right? The Bible says, "Are you ready for the the largeness, the largeness of marriage, the magnitude of marriage?" It's a lot in that. You got to be ready for it. You got to be mature enough for it. And I think we need to take the stigma off that singleness is bad because it's not. Wow. Wow. Right. right. That's good. That's good. And I think, too, we are called to certain things in certain seasons. And I said said seasons before. And there are se seasons where you are called into your singleness. And then for some, there's a se season where you're called into that that oneness and being married, that unity. And so you need to be able to embrace both both sides of that. Because really, both sides of it is work on a whole different level, sure. right? All right, so Yolanda, I'm kicking it to you to close us out. Yeah, so listen, this has been literally an amazing, amazing conversation. Um, Pastor Mike and Lady Erin, I just want to thank you all again um, you know, just watching you all over the years, I knew when this when this topic came up, I just knew that you all would be perfect um, to, to help us flesh this out. Um, but I had no idea that y'all would be this good, like so much of what you brought to the table. I mean, you helped me. So I just want to thank both of you all so much. And I want to thank our audience. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, as we continue to shape our dialogue around real life issues and real talk solutions, you can find and subscribe to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Join us next time as we strive to be authentic, be transparent, and be inspired.